0: The VO Life is brought to you by Zencaster. No, really. It's recorded on Zencaster. So it's truly brought to you by Zencaster. This is The VO Life. Positive conversations about living the voiceover
1: life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO Life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the VO Life. This is a place where if you don't know anything about VO, I don't even know why you're listening, but that's okay. We'll let you listen. There's something to be learned, something for everyone. You know, uh, of all the names, the famous names I, I could go out and get, and I really wasn't even sure this guy was still around, James Brown. You guys remember James Brown? You know, I feel good. No, it's not that James Brown. I'm sorry. This is a different James and he's all the way across the water and and he's
0: joining me here right now on the VO live how's it going James uh it's going very well Troy the best thing i can say about me uh, obviously not in the same league as that james but i am still alive and therefore able to yes. actually appear on your podcast yes which is a great privilege thank you very much for having me on this well i'm 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 excited for you being here because
1: i like to have i want people to hear from people who are in the grind and are working i try to get other people that are coaches, teachers. Uh, I've got some really good folks coming up, especially if you're interested in e-learning. Christy Bowen is going to join me here before long. And Christy has a studio in Nashville, but she is very well known for e-learning. And Mm -hmm. um, she runs the Tennessee voiceover thing here. Um, So she's coming up and that'll be interesting as well. But uh, as we were just talking about before we we went uh, quote on the air, uh, you were doing some e-learning for did you say French maritime?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a big it's probably going to be my biggest job ever actually. In fact, it is my biggest job ever. Um, for a um, it, it teaches uh, people in the French Navy. It has to be in both languages because of maritime law uh mm-hmm. and uh, so they're doing a huge introduction to all things ships and i'm learning all these various different terms as well as i as i'm going along and it's about ten thousand words so i've been sort of working my way through that mm. it, it, sometimes these things are great fun uh oftentimes they're a bit of a grind mm-hmm. because you spend a right. lot of time just going on and doing a lot of file splitting it's one of those but uh-huh. you know it's 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 good work. So absolutely, more more of that the merrier. I'd be very happy. Good, good. I have enjoyed watching
1: your uh, your journey with some of this, and and what a lot of people may or may not know, what you did before. So I want to talk a little bit about that before you got into voiceover and how you got into doing this type of voiceover work. Uh, give us a little background.
0: Well, um, I was a journalist by trade for a for quite a long time, about fifteen years. And I was making documentaries, I was also doing news, uh, and I was based over in Russia for the of all places, uh, for the vast majority of that time. And um, so while I was over there, doing meeting all these people doing cultural documentaries from all sorts of different regions in the in the country, um, I was approached and somebody asked me to do some of their English language voiceover because there was still a need uh, for that back then. And I started to do little bits, little bits really um and it was just something that that popped along and it paid like you know a hundred bucks here or a couple of hundred there if it was an extra hour or something like that and It was a nice little occasional side gig that I never really thought much more about if i'm all on if i'm if I'm totally honest. It never mm-hmm. struck me as something that was a that could be a possible full time career amazingly. Mm-hmm. Thinking of mm-hmm. it now, it just seems like, cripes, you know, where was my head at for a lot of that time? <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the, that's the way that it was. Um, and that's kind of where it grew. And I, and I in the end, I, I, I left Russia in 2019. Um, and I came back and uh, decided that I wanted to, to have a go at the, at the TV industry here, which was great timing because that was the start of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. and literally everything shut down. So my attempts to do that were, were basically already scuppered before they had even started. And it ended up that I was really looking at thinking, Oh my God, what am I going to do here? Because it was, you know, funds were getting very low. Mm-hmm. I was doing some freelance journalism on the side, but not enough to, um, really, you know, provide a living for a family. Mm-hmm. and I was feeling a bit lost and then I started to um look into the possibility of doing more voiceover on the side but then I heard a um I heard an interview um with a guy called Guy Michaels who runs I don't know if I mind if I say it, it's a, a company called the voiceover kickstart mm-hmm. and Guy was talking about how people were setting up their home studios and uh were could do that um, as a way to get into voiceover. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose here. Um, Why not have a go? And so I joined that site. I also joined Gravy for the Brain. Um, I joined the voiceover network. And I looked into how people were getting started, what they were, what kind of equipment they needed. And I got myself a Rode USB mic don't laugh, but those are, the, uh, those are the kind of things that I was... And I stuck it in a, a cardboard box with some foam on the outside and I stuck it on top of my piano and I started recording into that. And mm-hmm. that was my mm-hmm. massively amateurish uh, beginning in, in trying to get what was a, a reasonable sound. And for about six months of last year, that's what I was recording into. And I listen back to that stuff now and, and, and cringe inwardly. <laughs> uh that's, that's what i was setting out sending out as uh you know a vaguely professional sound because it was kind of it was crap mm-hmm. when but you only realize that i think when you have got uh a studio like i have now and and invest and been able really to 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 invest in that and you and you can hear okay this is what it's supposed to sound like right and right. That's really sort of how I got started, basically by sort of fumbling and stumbling and uh, and, and and faking it until I, I haven't made it, but faking it to get a start. Do you know what I mean? Until right. I was able to afford proper gear, and right. I've been yeah, I've been trying to make this a real business um, since about uh, just coming up to about a year now.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, this is uh, going into month number nine for me full time. And uh, luckily each month, uh, except for one or two, but each month I've incrementally done better. You know, whether it's the number of jobs, the number of agents, the the amount of money I made, whatever, it's every month I've got a little bit of an uptick. I think I had one hiccup and I don't remember if it was May or April or what it was. And uh, I I was celebrating this month because it was my best month ever, but I only got 4% of my income from Fiverr. Only 4%. I
0: saw that post, and I was thinking yeah. that that's, that's amazing because... Yeah, and, and that was the goal. Yeah. It's really good because I think that, um, I guess we'll, we maybe we'll talk a bit more about Fiverr and the, uh, the freelance platforms um, mm-hmm. a little bit later on, but I think that they're a great, again, another way for people to kind of get them, because it's exactly what I've done, is I've been able to get myself a foothold and effectively bring a product to market that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do um, starting with direct, because right. it's a slower right. burn mainly. Yes. Um, so it has given me perhaps the luxury to be able again to invest in more coaching, making myself better, getting some proper business coaching, because I'm I'm not an entrepreneur. I never was. I was employed mm-hmm. for the, the, the for all of my adult life, uh, in my working life. Um, it, it, I, I'm very new to this. So finding mm-hmm. out how to manage a business, treat it as a business, market yourself properly, get clients, retain those relationships with clients and do it right so that you're able to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not get kicked out onto the street with, with bailiffs chasing you it, it is, is difficult. And, and it takes, it um, there's a steep learning curve, which I think it is, uh, is, it's is something that we all have to navigate. Yeah, the business side and
1: getting that coaching and advice is just as important as all of the other. And finding someone you can trust to help with that, you know, it's it's difficult. It is just, I grew up in a family business the first 12 years of my life and watched my dad run a business. So I had a little bit of that acumen in me, not as much as he did, but then I went into the corporate world for 25 years. And like you're saying, you know, they deposit your paycheck. They tell you what to do. They take care of the bills, you know, and this is very different. I I was thinking yesterday, I think there are at least six different methods I have to deal with on getting paid at yeah. least and that, not counting, you know, uh, your platforms are putting your money into PayPal. That's where most of mine goes. But I have people I have to bill in a odd way. Uh, I have one guy, I have to send a spreadsheet between the first and the fifth of the month and list the jobs I did and the name of the file and what day I sent it. And he pays me on PayPal, but I have to fill out this little elaborate sheet for him every month. And then I have the others that, that I have to invoice them on waves. Uh, I have others that want the PayPal invoice. Um, And then I've got, of course, the agency stuff where they just, they just send you a check and you wait and you wait and you wait for a check. Sometimes that's disheartening. But the good thing is you forget about it. And a month and a half, two months later, you go to the mailbox. and You're like, oh, wow,
0: I forgot about this. You know that I love the fact nice. that America still gets checks. I remember when a check was very exciting uh, back mm-hmm. in the day, and it would be in a birthday card, and it would be for like £10, and that was great. And I don't think that I have had a check paid to me probably in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's something that you guys kind of hang on to still right i don't know why yeah i don't either and it amazes
1: see. me that we still have banks everywhere because there's nobody ever at the bank <laughs> nobody but my mother god bless her she's 84 and she still goes to the drive-in and she you know you know even though the social security administration direct deposits her her thing she goes to the bank at least once or twice a month just well good i, for I don't know why. but uh, she, yeah still out she still out well, driving yeah. That's yep, still out driving. Amazing. And but I do remember it doesn't seem like that long ago that you know they handed you a check and you had to go to the bank and stand yeah. in line for 30 minutes just to get up there and put your money in and it you did that on Friday and you were lucky it might show up in your account by Tuesday maybe. Yeah. I used to hate that, but <laughs> yep, things have changed for sure. Now, now that you've been at this a while, we'll, we'll get into platforms here in a minute, but let's talk about genre and the things that you what do you like best about what you do um, as far as genre wise and what do you like least, but you still do it?
0: It's an interesting question. Um, Anything with a story is, um, is great. Uh, So, sometimes sometimes there's a lot of formulaic stuff um so there's a lot of stuff which is explainers which have to, which is basically you know you, you are it's e learning and you're teaching a to b, and that can be and it's very important it's vital because people need health and safety training, people need to be told how to use. Uh, expensive equipment. They need to be told how to follow certain rules. All of that has to be done. Uh, the job there is to try and make that sound engaging, even if it is not necessarily the most thrilling thing in the world. Which, of course, mm-hmm. most of it isn't. Um, so those are kind of those sort of things tend to be regular. They tend to be what you'd call like bread and butter. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you get, uh, and they tend to pay quite well. So you know nobody is turning that down. Um, but if you're lucky and you uh, you have you're able to get a bit of variety, um, like what was I doing today? Today, uh, well, over the last couple of days, um, I got three haikus to read, um, which <laughs> uh, which were actually rather good haikus. I haven't seen a haiku since mm-hmm. school, don't mm-hmm. think. Um, but that was lovely. They were really well written, quite poignant. Um, so that and that's a chance to be to be creative with how you with your delivery. Um, there was. <laughs> there was a parody, a rather adult parody of uh, the Madagascar Penguins. I don't know if you know Madagascar, Troy. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it, it, I do because I've got a six-year-old yes. and uh, he's, he's very much into the to the cartoons, which is also quite good because you get to see all the voices. But the Madagascar Penguins right. are, are, have their own spin-off, I think, that was so wildly popular. Mm-hmm. But in mm-hmm. this case, uh, it, 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 things went a bit dark with the Madagascar Penguins, shall we say. Um, so we're doing a couple of voices of them. Um, I did a purple head vampire a couple of days ago for a video game. It's very sort of anime style uh and that's sort of uh lordly you know rather all, all up there and taking everyone under their under their spell um those things any to be honest when you get to act that's a treat yes. um it, yes. it, it's it's because I used to do um a lot of theater. Uh, university and before but i haven't Mm -hmm. done it for about 20 years and you rather lose your confidence with it in all honesty so i getting that back and have people react positively to that when you're doing voices for instance for characters or when you're delivering something is lovely and it gives you that uh, that joy comes back that that, mm-hmm. that, at least for me, that I felt when I was on stage. Because, you know, right. you're getting in performance and it's just so much fun to do that. Right. Or it might be if someone's just written a great story. Uh, a guy um, had me read his essay for um, On the London Riots of 2011, but it's from his perspective as a student at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's very human. Uh, there are characters that he meets along the way. There's uh, Saving the Day. It's got a. It's. Uh, it was just a really good story and when you get something that's well written again that's a treat yes because of course our job is to make the script lively and come alive most of the time and uh, get across the client's message as best we can Mm -hmm. but sometimes Mm -hmm. the client's message is very dull uh, and it may not be written in a way that you know you would want to read ideally but sometimes you're just you're lucky you get a great script. And that's just, again, a massive bonus. So um, yes. I love documentaries. I love character voices. The The dream would be, of course, to do uh, a network cartoon or a, some video game, a bigger video game or more regular. Um, yeah, those are, those are the dreams. I'm hoping that uh, maybe one day that will happen. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I've, I've heard the, uh, the characters. I know it's in there. That's and, and I love doing that as well. It's fun. And I think you really hit the nail on the head, the acting. I think a lot of people don't see this as acting. And my gosh, it is acting. Everything we read, we're either, even in the serious stuff, you're a little right or a little left of yourself. You very seldom are just you. Yeah, you're trying to be your voice, conversational, this, 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 or whatever. But we always, um, we always find a character for everything. You know, I, I did an audition the other day and it was for, it was a dog who was getting a bath in the sink. I was the dog. And he was a Yorkie and he was supposed to have a little Sopranos attitude. So right. I, I I go right to Joe Pesci. You know, I can't, I'm not going to do Joe Pesci's voice, but I'm thinking of, I got to do a character that is like him. He's, He's a little nasally, a little high voice. And he's, hey, hey, you, what are you doing? Give me a bed What's wrong with you? You know, and, and that's where you go. You get into that and you stay in it for a few minutes and you come out. And then, like you said, five minutes later, you may be reading a luxury read for a, a, a jeweler or a watch yep. company. And now you're all intimate with your mic. And a, a regular actor, they get to study one part and stay with it usually for a while. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks. It could be longer. Mm. We have to change gears every 10 minutes. And this is not easy to do sometimes. And I think that's what cuts the, uh, those that are readers, it cuts them out. That's where they quickly fall out of the business because they're readers. They're not acting and they're not really absorbing that script and bringing it to life. They're just reading it. Oh, you have a great voice. Well, okay. What can you do with that voice? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the trick they, they miss. Now you mentioned um you mentioned the boys. Let's talk about let's talk about these children and what you've got
0: going on there. Now that's gotta keep you busy too. Uh yes. Um just the one boy. Um, just one, okay. My, my my little lad Danny. Uh although not so little. Um we took him to the pediatrician, they measured him. They tell him he's six he's six and a quarter, is he? Yeah. Six and a quarter. Tell me he's the size of a nine year old. And he was wow. tall. But apparently, he's going to be six foot six. Uh, which oh my is, gosh! Which is yeah, he's going to be a unit. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's that. What that's going to be like? Cause he starts shoving me around at about about the age of thirteen. I think it's going to be. You're going uh, to be, and, pleasantly you You'll be pleasantly surprised. You gonna Be
1: pleasantly surprised. that uh, i take your My word. son is huge. <laughs> he's he's six four. He weighs about two seventy. He's played American Blimey. football for yeah, years. Yeah. And once he passed me, it just became, he just put his arm around me and pat on me a little, (laughs) you know, I I don't know if he was reminding me that I'm huge. I could break you in half, or he was (laughs) patting me and saying, you're still dad. I'll do what you say. You know, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised, but they are so much fun. That's a great age too. any, anything from once they get up and start walking until they get about 14, 15, it gets a little challenging
0: you know, yes, they are trying I remember to find their way at that age. Yeah. Definitely challenging. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but it's what fun. what is great is that you couldn't have a better audience though in terms of tra- practicing voices. Oh so, yes. So like yes. for for bedtime stories and uh, now we're into Dogman now. Um, th- so this is by I, I can't remember the the guy's surname, but he's the same guy who did a cartoon uh, called Captain Underpants and uh also i believe like my my boy has adhd and so does this author and danny rather gravitates to this um to this comic book and mm-hmm. he's deeply engrossed in it and uh, so we get the chance to do all these different voices and mm-hmm. danny will do some of the voices and i will do the grown-up voices generally or the evil voices and uh, he and i can immediately tell if something is working because he'll you know, he'll be staring at me, or if something is not working, then he'll immediately he'll zone out. So yeah you know right. well, that voice didn't work. So yeah, th- th- there's this lovely honesty when you're reading to children that gives you mm-hmm. uh, immediate feedback about whether what you are doing is actually is actually right. any good. Right,
1: right. Yeah, adults just zone us out anyway. My, <laughs> you know, my, I think my whole family uh, thinks that I'm nuts. You know, you really, you're doing that. You you just record stuff. That's all you do.
0: You sit in a booth you, talking and you, to you yourself you quit all day. your job. Yeah.
1: You quit your job to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. Great. And isn't it the best thing ever?
1: It is. It is. <laughs> and, and, I, and I've learned my lesson. I don't play anything for them anymore. At first, I was like, listen to this. This is really neat. You know, and now I'm like, nah, they don't care.
0: They Aww. don't care.
1: But that's okay. My wife is, is supportive enough for all of them. She's good. She's always encouraging me. She's the one that said, you go to the chamber of commerce and you go to these meetups in Nashville and you go to VO Atlanta, you've got to get out and go. And it really helped. It's really the connections and associations I've made have really been a big help. I think that also is as important, you know, you've got to have your space, get your space, get your equipment, get your coaching, try to figure out how to run a business, and then you've got to start associating with the right people. If you get the right people behind you and the right people in front of you and the right people beside you, you will be successful. But you've got to have that support all the way around to make things work. It's Correct. just hard.
0: I think that there's so, a lesson that actually that you learn, um, or hopefully you learn. Um, it's quite easy uh, to not want people around you who challenge you because it makes you feel better about yourself, but actually, if you don't go or gravitate towards people or try and surround yourself with people who are better with than you at certain mm-hmm. things and who know more about things you don't know, right? Then you don't learn. Uh, it's comfortable and it's quite fun, and you don't ever get and you stay in that nice comfortable zone, um, mm-hmm. but you don't grow professionally, and sometimes you don't grow personally either, and and sort of getting yourself out of that is it can be a bit of a mind shift shift and it's not very comfortable, but you have to step out there. And this is, yes. and, and you, and, and I've, I've met a lot of people who I kind of feel are, are waiting to be perfect before they start. And the mm-hmm. only thing, so, so they're getting these incredibly expensive demos done by someone like JMC maybe, or they're, they're doing this, they're spending three grand on a website. And you know, and 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 they're getting this studio bricks booth set up. They haven't recorded anything yet. So they're they're getting like, what would you? I suppose maybe if you were a Hollywood film star, you might get all this done immediately. But Mm -hmm. these are kind of ordinary people who are thinking, yeah, I want to do this, but they aren't doing it. They're they're getting. They're sort of. It seems to me like it's one of the. It's like, well, I'm going to procrastinate and procrastinate. But actually, it's it's easier for me to not do it and to try and be perfect because it, it. because it stops me actually having to get out there. And I, I, I kind of think, um, and everyone will has their own way of doing things, don't get me wrong. But if you are if you don't make yourself vulnerable in that way, um, mm-hmm. to put something out there, I don't think you can get better. There's only so right. much you can do with, with with preparation before you have to get on the field, right? And give it a go. I think. Correct. I agree.
1: And that's what I like about these platforms. They offer every level of expertise, that opportunity to get out there. Um, I, I was trying to add up a few months ago, how many YouTube narrations I had done in two years. And it was w- almost 3000. Wow. 3000 YouTube narrations. And, and I look back like and I think. Six a day. Yeah. No, and in you two, years. Look back and, two years. In yeah. two years. Three a day, and you yeah. look back and you think, my gosh, you know, I I didn't make any money doing that, but mm. I really learned how to read ahead. My eyes started training to where I was a few words ahead. It taught me so much, and it also taught me to edit. Um, yeah. My editing skills are, you know, are pretty darn good now because of all that. I can shoot through a 15-minute narration, uh, get it read, go through and edit it and deliver it in 25 minutes. I mean, it just doesn't take that long anymore. Everything's quicker. Um, awesome. So I don't regret any of that. You know, I, I don't regret taking that chance. And there are p- people who will say, don't use those platforms. Don't use them. You shouldn't do that. It's cheapening the industry. Yeah. Yes, it, it can be. But people want to work. They want to learn. Mm. They want to get feedback. And you, yeah, you can get that from a coach and you can pay a coach or you can go on these platforms, make a little money, get the feedback directly from clients and find out if it's what you want to do. Some people do it for a while and they say, nah, that's it. I don't really like
0: it. It's too hard. It takes too much time, you know, and, and I get that. I but get also that. Uh, you also get the money to be able to pay those coaches unless you're yes. coming from a position of, um, uh, where you have a lot of disposable income, you're, you're happy to put into this, uh, and maybe not necessarily get something out. Um, I went on uh, Fiverr and, and Upwork, and Fiverr is where I've made the majority of my income in the, in the last six months. Um, and that money has been able to get me a business coach uh, and pay for my VO coaching, none of which is cheap. Uh, right. I, I'll, I'll have to let you know about that. And I'm sure that it's the same with everybody, but it's, it's very expensive, but it mm-hmm. is making me better. So it is mm-hmm. worth it. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's making me better at at, at treating this not like a, it's not a game. it's absolutely a business, and you have to right n- and you have to network and you have to get out there and you have to try and do social media. And my main issue at the moment is that I know I'm not doing enough marketing. I know I'm not doing enough direct marketing, I know I'm not doing enough social media, and I know I have to. so I'm having to think about either do I perhaps try and get myself a virtual assistant to mm-hmm. help me with um, my lead generation so I can do that. Um, mm-hmm. so I can find a way of making those steps. Because at the moment, it seems like you don't have enough hours in the day. Right. But people do make it work. But I think outsourcing is uh, is something that people are afraid of, me included, because mm-hmm. you don't want to let go of anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing it because you aren't outsourcing or you don't feel you've got enough time, then surely it has to be something to consider. At least it's, I think that's right. going to be the next step for me in, um, in where I'm trying to go is, uh, mm-hmm. is get someone who's better than me doing that stuff so I can maybe focus on the stuff that I think I'm a bit better at.
1: Right. And it may take time to find that person you can trust. I'm with you there. It's it's hard to hand over passwords and things like that. Here, you go in there and do this for (laughs) me. Here's the password. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) All they have to do is send that one wrong email or something and then... You know, yeah, I don't know if
0: I'm. Com- I, I would be comfortable with someone doing emails for me. I was sort of more mm-hmm. thinking about lead gen and uh, just oh, yeah, yeah, me yeah. different um, yeah. techniques in terms of time management because I, I have mm-hmm. to squeeze more out. And it's right, weird, right? But there's just if you put in like attempting to be with family responsibilities. I also have um, caring responsibilities for my father who has Alzheimer's. Um, so that's and so I, it's a, it's a juggling act. But I am right. also, but I'm at home. I'm able to do this from my home, which right. means that uh, whereas if I was doing a, a regular job, um, I would be having to commute probably uh, and going back and forth. I wouldn't be able to be here, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's so. So that it's given me the freedom to be able to do it. I just have to manage it better, and I know right. that. It's, right, it's getting. I'm out right there with you.
1: Right there with you. It's difficult. Uh, you, we're trying to maintain a business and grow a business and. There's only so many hours a day and and yes, there's children, there's family, there's other responsibilities. Uh, It's hard. It's really hard. I, I feel four out of five days a week, I feel guilty that I didn't, get out of here quick enough to where I could help my wife outside or at the barn with the animals. And, you know, she came in today and one had an eye swelled up and she, does it, what does it need? What does it need? And I just stop what I'm doing, go do that. And the beauty is I can come back and finish, you know, yeah. it's okay. I'm not, nobody's standing in here with a gun to my head that I have to finish this right now. I can, I can get up and leave. So I'm. I'm learning to be better and be more flexible with it. And that's been hard because all my life I've worked, an eight, nine, 10 hour day and you had to work, 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 work. And you didn't yep. go to the doctor appointment. You didn't do all that. You couldn't take time away. And now I do, uh, you know, I go do things with her during the week. Uh, we may be gone a couple hours during the day and I, I try to make better priorities, but it's hard.
0: Um, this is let's the, give, this let's give great, some great. Sorry. sorry just carry uh, on.
1: Oh, you're fine. Uh, I just want to give, let us give some advice to the new VO. They've heard your struggle starting up and what you did starting up. If you could give somebody that one magical thing, I don't know if we call it magical, but to keep them out of a lot of, um, I guess, being perplexed about VO, how do you just tell them about this is what you should do to get started? What's the easy way?
0: Um, I think that you should go to one of the big sites um, that teach people or have a lot of resources about how to get started. I think that they are such... If you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, uh, and you probably shouldn't starting up if you're just looking to um, to inquire about it, but if you want someone which has a lot of resources in one place, I don't think you can beat Gravy for the Brain. I think that's a fantastic site. Um, I think uh, Guy Michael's voiceover kickstart is an excellent site. I think both of those are very good. And they will also give you some. They will give you live sessions with people who have been there and done it that you will be able to attend and ask questions to live um you'll also have years um especially with gravy of 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 back um catalogs of of work and webinars that will tell you um will pretty much give you everything you you need to know and they've even sort of got a step by step guide of how to of how to get started you don't have to spend a lot of money you should get yourself a professional mic um they can be as little as 100 pounds about 120 bucks at this point i think with the exchange rate uh, and you can start recording. Um, you can chuck a coat over your head, you can chuck a duvet over your sofa and record under that because that's what almost everybody does to get started. but get started, start yes. do something don't don't wait to be perfect because it's never perfect and almost and, and if you keep waiting, you won't improve. Right. So try and learn, but don't sacrifice doing for learning, I would say I would say start. Nobody's going to, you know, turn around and say, you must never do VO again. Now you have failed because you have not got yourself your Sennheiser for two grand and it sounds tinny and, and you, have, you will never be allowed to darken our door. This is an incredibly supportive, um, this is another wonderful thing I'll tell you about being in voiceover, having been in a quite a uh profession for a very long time. Yes, it's, yes, uh, yes. It, 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 the vast majority of people in VO are lovely. So they will be there Mm -hmm. to help you. You can reach out to them. They will do things for you off their own back. They will be there to help. Um, And that is, it is a lovely feeling that people Mm -hmm. are not, you know, um, are willing to do that because you do need help as a new person. But But jump in. Don't hang around on the sides forever because that's the way nothing gets done. Jump in. That's right. That's right yeah those kids that hang on the edge of the swimming pool and never get yeah. out in the middle of the water they're not
1: going to learn to swim so yeah. you know you yeah, got to yeah. get out there and do it you you have to get in and make the mistakes and people will help you along it is one of the most supportive communities i've ever been around and it and it makes you want to be the same way it's uh, i have people all the time asking you know how do i get started how do i do this or that and you know and I I've, I've got some documents that i have just made I keep on my desktop on my computer and I'm like, here, here's my three pages about demos. Here's my two pages about how to start, you know, what mic, uh, how to, how to get a, just enough sound, uh, enforcement to yeah. to get you going. And, you know, that way I don't have to answer it over and over and over. And that's been a big help too. And, and, um, and there's so many resources out there. You know, yes. The ones that James mentioned are fantastic. Uh, there's, tons of Facebook groups. There's everything. Um, yeah. So if it's an interest for someone, jump in, jump in, you know, yeah, you can put the floaty around your arm for a little while, but you gotta, you gotta go. That's what makes The it Facebook fun.
0: groups you mentioned actually are also excellent because you can ask questions and people will respond. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great mm-hmm. way to just get, you know, uh, quicker feedback than you might do on some of the bigger sites. You'll get fast yes. from there.
1: Yes, it does. It does. All right, so uh
0: before we go, I want to
1: put you on the spot and ask about goals. And yeah. and uh we're talking about I mean, when we're talking about running a business, we should have uh plans, goals, dreams, uh a visual board, uh a spreadsheet, something that says this year I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to have this many of agents, I want to have this type of client. Um, where are you headed? Uh, we talked about the e-learning and the characters and and you kind of touched on that. So I Mm. I hear you talking about, I'd like to have a major video game. I'd like to have something like that. Do you have a visual somewhere in your studio where every day you sit down and you see that and it gives you the drive to do that? Or how how do you do your goals?
0: I've been trying to be quite practical with this in the sense that I realized that because the vast majority of my money at the moment is coming from freelance platforms, I could get hacked. I could say the wrong thing. I could something, someone could buy out uh, the sites, decide that they don't want voiceover artists on them anymore. And they could just delete my profile and that would be it. And because everybody on those sites are not your clients, they are the client of the sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are not a sustainable way to run a business, I don't think. They are a great way to wrap up, but you need to be developing your own client lists and you need to be reaching out to the agents and you need those strands. So my old, my first goal um, is to develop a sustainable business that I know that, I am, that that I've got enough irons in the fire around the world that I should be okay in terms of uh, clients coming in to keep you know, the lights on and keep my family uh, and myself afloat. And hopefully, mm-hmm. well, much more than afloat because you know, I'm, I'm I, I don't want to do this to survive, I want to, to thrive. So um, I've already exceeded my expectations for my first year in the business. Um, I intend to continue to do that um, and get significantly better. But that's only gonna be a way if I can create a sustainable pipeline. You know, I i can say that I'd love to go and be a, a series regular on a Nickelodeon cartoon. Um, and if I keep practicing, who knows, maybe I'll get some auditions for that. It's not a bit, but there's also 10,000 other actors out there who uh who, who want to do that themselves and more. And I'm not in Hollywood, I'm in Torquay, which is very glamorous, but it's not quite as potentially uh, <laughs> you know, it's not as full of A list stars as uh, as, as Red Air Drive and uh. Other places over there in California. But it's um I I think if I can grow my business to the point where I realize that I am in charge of my uh, I'm in charge of my monthly earnings rather than somebody else mm-hmm. um who could cut off the pipeline. I hope they won't. Right. I hope I'll, you know, but I want to be the person in control of that. What I really want, Troy, is to feel like I have total control over my business. So if Fiverr kicked me off or I decided to say goodbye to it to all those sites I would be okay and I would be more than okay I would be good um good, good, that's good. where I want to be in um in the next 12 months I want to completely skew um now that I have the base I want to use that to get me to a stage uh, where I've where I have where I've freed up the time that I can market establish good relationships with clients all over the world and create a sustainable business from that. And along the way, if I'm able enough, to, uh, if I'm lucky enough to be able to get with uh, agents who send me good parts, and I improve as an actor, and as I improve as a VO, uh, and those maybe one of those roles lands, and maybe that gets you know some traction there, and it gets, leads to better and bigger acting roles, um, then that would be fabulous. But at the moment, you know, I want to make sure that I have a business that I can do for the next twenty five years that's what I want to do. I love being my own boss. It's the best thing I've ever done. I wish I did it 20 years ago.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Love that story. Love that story. James, thanks so much for hanging out with me for a while. I know everybody's going to enjoy hearing more about you. The uh, A lot of people in the group know who you are, but they just don't, you know, it's just good to hear the background. I love hearing the different stories of how people have gotten this, how they how they started, how they're going, where they want to go.
0: Um,
1: just fantastic, man. Thanks for hanging out with me today.
0: Absolute pleasure, Troy. And uh, let's do it again. I really enjoyed it. We will. (laughs) Absolutely. This was the VO Life. It's over. For now. Yay! Oh, aren't you all so glad? You've been listening to the VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again.